take it away. Today it's a buddy show. Buddy's yeah. decided to join us. Jared, before the recording, just said, oh, you can't piss too many pe- people off with that topic. And I'm like, <laughs> hold my beer and watch this shit right here. <laughs> we're just going to mute our mics and have a beer while we're waiting for you, buddy. <laughs> Anyways, so I think Jared says, so I'll joke aside, what are the commands to train first? And uh, Jared, take her away. Let's not. I'll wait till the end. I piss everybody off. Like you guys, you guys <laughs> keep listening nice after this normal podcast for a special message by <laughs> Buddy Woodbury. <laughs> I think the first two commands that we work on is some type of no command, um, stop doing whatever you're doing, and then recall. Those are those are my two big ones for little puppies, and I want them to come when we holler at them. Um, just got back from a bear hunt and had whether to it's get a it. bird dog or a hound. It don't thing. matter. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, I just got back from a bear hunt, had to literally walk in a long old ways to get a little small puppy up in the middle of nowhere. And she wouldn't come. She wasn't my dog, but she wouldn't come when she was called. And so I had to hoof it a long ways to get her. Whereas if I could have got in the canyon with her and haul her down and she had come, saved me multiple hours of walking. So recall, I think, is huge. And I do that with puppies. And I start off with just using feeding time as a training time. So I start with kibble, and then we make it really fun and just make it simple. And when I call them, whatever your call recall command is, mine's here. When I say here, those pups come running, and they think it's a fun game to begin with. And then we start we start stretching it out from there. With mm-hmm. the hounds, we use here, but we also have, you know, like a let's go, or if I just, I have a big old holler, you know, like, hey oh. And if I do that, do that the dogs, again? The, like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I do that, or if I say, let's go, they know it's time to go. And, and having that recall, just, man, it just say, it's just a safety thing too. Let's try that one more time, Jared. I got, I got to no. follow you up here. Do that one more time. <laughs> Daylight come now and it's time to <laughs> there go. There you home. go. Yeah. There we got, got a whole it. podcast on the way people call their dogs because oh, everyone man. is as unique as each dog in that pack. Isn't that cool though? I think yeah. it's awesome. Your dogs know when you're hollering at them. They know when it's you. Oh, for sure. And when it's somebody else because it's just your tone and the way you holler. And campers think I'm Sasquatch, probably. Yeah. Mine would blow your eardrums out right now. Let's hear yours, Jason. No, I literally it'll blow out. Like Google what you can't. I do don't it, know. Huh? An orangutan or a monkey sounds like. It's usually like a whoop, whoop, whoop. There you go. I'm probably That's how I call it. We do a lot of whooping. I'll whoop, whoop my dog. Whoop. And I also um, honk the horn. I, I teach my dogs Absolutely. to come at a horn. So, <laughs> Have you ever had that, like, really screw you up? What do you mean? Horn breaking them? Horn breaking them? Like, oh, yeah, run with a the track kid. for five hours, and they're finally winding down on it, and you hit the horn one time when they're within 300 yards and quit it? Poof. Oh, man. no. Not to say I've been oh, there before, no. but <laughs> you just oh. reach across to grab something out of the passenger seat and just bump that horn just beep, <laughs> real quick. And you think, oh, God, I hope they don't come out. Seriously, I remember that moment like it was yesterday. Don't hear that. Don't and I'm hear like, that. oh, God, please don't have heard that. And then you watch GPS tracks just straight up the hill. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've had little kids cry because they've been playing in the truck, you know, where we're doing things. And they're just like, in your lap or whatever, and they're like, I'm like, oh, that, that's not a good. <laughs> but that is a handy tool when it's used right. Yeah. It's an accidental discharge that'll get you. So you know what you need to develop is, uh, yeah, 
you need to develop like a siren or something that you could literally sit sit out on the hill and turn that thing on and the dogs could hear it for two miles and you could if you could teach your dogs to recall off of something like that like a gadget like that dude that have saved my whole voice this weekend <laughs> yep. trying to get my buddy's dog back anyway get my dog back you hiking yeah. that far for it or that far for it it's your dog then oh man i don't typically do that anymore i let them learn to come out but we were short on time Patience so i think sometimes. recalls recalls huge you know i've and the big one on the recalls you got to nip the yo-yo in the butt you get these dogs that are six months old and they they come they come to you and they stop about 10 feet from you and then they blow back out I've really learned, I've watched a dog get killed because of that in South Dakota. So dog was dog was yo-yoing, wasn't listening, yo-yoed back out in front of the truck that was coming down the old country road, and and uh, really sad. So I try to make recall be to come to me. It's recall's two parts: come to me until released. Okay. And that that could really save your bird dog or your hound dog one day. It's so I have two different commands. So I have like the yo command or her yo command. That's just pulls dogs in. But if I say here, it means right here by me until I until I pet you up and tell you did a good job and then and then I let you go. So that can that could save your dog one day, especially if you're hunting a near highway or a road. Yeah. On that subject, I so I, I I would definitely agree with you. In my truck, I've taught my dogs up up so recall for me when i'm in the truck mm-hmm. up up means get up on my truck on, on my dog box is is and i want them as soon as you can so if i'm roading them down the road or something i see a truck coming i'll either honk my horn or you know just a quick burp, burp, and i'll i'll up up and, and those dogs turn and instantly go to load up on the truck it's also helpful if i'm hiking out of out of a tree and i'll just tell them when i get close to the road or whatever like up up you know and, and they're known we're not milling around or whatever you know so that makes sense i you know because i want them to go up and get on top of my truck it's just like hey that's the safe area so that we're not don't get run over or whatever and i use it a lot when i when i hit traffic you know if, if, if and when i mean traffic i mean like a truck coming the other way or i see a truck come up behind me you know i'm on a on a dirt road maybe i have dogs down i'm exercising yep. them but yeah, well, that's the stressful part. I mean, yeah. I, you're way more dedicated than I am. Mine don't. I mean, if I get out of the truck and tell them up, they get up. If I'm in the driver's seat, I haven't taught them how to do that. I think that's a really cool trick. But that is the most nerve wracking point when you're hiking up that mountain and you get to the cut bank and the road's right there. Mm-hmm. And that's where I use the command Jared does is here. Like they know here Right. Or I tell them back and they know to walk behind me because that is my biggest fear is coming out. You got all the way to the road and then here comes some idiot not paying attention and you get a dog smashed. Yeah. I've never thought of you using that command though. in in that situation, walking out, that's, that makes a lot of sense, buddy. Yeah. So I, within a certain area, when I know that they can get to my truck, I'm like, Hey, and, and I've just, that's one of those commands that, that are part of my, initial training is, is I can get my dogs in a safe spot for me. And, and it's kind of like a recall, but they naturally want to go to the truck and load up and, and uh, it takes some time. You know what I mean? But you, once you get a, an established pack doing it, it's actually easier for the, the younger ones. That's you do that, Jared, or you tell them you chain your dogs to the rig. That's super smart. 
Um, once they're up there, I clip them in. But I, I have a load up. I just tell them get up, and they, mm-hmm. and they, all the older dogs do it, and then when the younger dogs start doing it, it's great. But yeah, I mean, I had a dog. I had a day when we were hunting the main canyon road. We turned out on the main road up, up, up here, and same, same thing. We walked all the way into the bear tree, came back, and I got right to the truck, and I thought I had all the dogs with me, and one of the young dogs went off and got hit on the canyon road, and that's. It was a sad deal, you know, because I just, so if I'd have had buddies implemented, you know, up, 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 everybody just got up, I wouldn't have, you know, lost that dog that day. So those little things yeah. make a big difference. They really do. Especially if you're off leash. I mean, that's the big thing is, it, you know, most of the time you're walking out and, and I've just, you know, it's been stressful sometimes because you're like, oh, this dog and you're trying to yell at dogs and trying to find the button and, and you, I can't. And so it, for me, it. The road is what really taught, and I can't take credit for that. I think I've taken it from like Don, I think is who I've watched, you know, before, but you know, it, it just naturally the dogs just learn that's where they want to go. The frustrating part sometimes is when you're loading up and you want to go inside the box, <laughs> you know, what I mean? they're always jumping on top. And I'm like, you, but I'll take that, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they're they're not smart, smart, but they're half ass smart. So. <laughs> Um, I think oh, they only don't do it for me when I'm sitting in the truck because they know I can't really do a whole lot other than the, yeah, put, the put your sandwich and your coffee down, asshole. Come make me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I got one like you, buddy. You tell them to get in. Most of my no in means in. Up means up. Yeah. Except for except for one of them. Every time you tell them in, you got to just hold your hold your hand above that tailgate about a foot and a half, and he'll just yeah. touch his head on the way in that box. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, that that's good to know. And then I think the the other one that's super important is just for me it's I use the word ats and that means no. So don't chew, don't bite, don't jump. If I say ats, it means whatever you're doing, you gotta stop, you know? And I think if you do that with little guys, little pups, and you do that from start to finish. Man, uh I was talking to a guy today and he was like, Yeah, I need to need to do some trash breaking on my hound. We were talking on Messenger, and I was like, you know, you could do a lot of preliminary work at home, teaching that no command or that stop command. And then the trash breaking is really not that hard if you do that. If you put in yeah. all that little work, it's like, ats, get off there, ats, ats, ats. And then when they put their nose into a elk track, you're just like, and they go, oh. And you got a little six-month-old pup that if you do that five or six times, yeah. they just like, no, we're yeah. not chasing elk. We're not chasing it. deer. And it was so soft. So, I mean, sometimes I think we talk about trash breaking and no, and it has to be like, oh, we got to fry him. Nah, just yeah. just take it from a little puppy and tell him, show him no in, in so many scenarios that when you go to the gate, go to the field, it's like, no, we're not doing that. No. John Belozier mentioned that in the podcast that we did with, with Clay last year. And he was saying, he goes, you know, when, when he was training him, he said, I, no means no. And that in that means even up to feeding, like he will make him stop feeding when he says no, you know. It, um, and so he that was one of his things. He's like, I don't really, I don't teach him a ton, but I teach him no, and that means no, including feeding. Like if I'm if I say done feeding, like we're we're done, um, and or that was stopping an awesome the line, yeah. turning around. It was it was a good one. We've been sitting on that one for a while, trying to, yeah. to figure out the logistics. Um, so I don't think I could get my dogs to stop eating. I don't think I, <laughs> I've never tried that, but that's a, that's awesome. I mean, if you can tell a dog to eat and stop and eat and stop, 
can you imagine how well of a handle you have on him when he comes up to a trash track and you're like, no, right. we're not doing that. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know how the, the full on details of that, if it's, if he can just be like, because if you got John's place, there's like 20. <laughs> Ringo, no. And it just stops eating. I don't know if he has that type of command. Like, right. My I've dog would be that, like, oh, I'd be looking at him like, ah, ah. Yeah. But, but I think I've... if he's right there, I mean, I, I don't know. But I should ask him sometime. I'd be like, hey, can you like sit back and, and direct Nate? I don't, I don't think it's that tight. But um, I think, you know, for turning turn around tracks or whatever. Um, that was just something he mentioned, and I, I, I didn't ask a ton of questions about it. But that was just one thing I thought about when you talked about no means no, no. Yeah, I think you get you get those two commands down. You can mold a dog into a lot of scenarios and keep him safe, keep him out of trouble, keep him your track. Dude, you're there's there really shouldn't be a big difference between hey, don't don't jump on my kid, don't bark at the neighbor, and no, we're not running that track. Right. If you can get it down in their mind that it's that simple. Man, it just makes life so much easier. I think you get a finesse and you get a fine tune other yes. aspects because you can you can yeah. take that learning to another top, like you said, to the elk track, to the deer track, right? You know, to to hey, leave it. It's time to leave the tree. You know what I mean? There you um, go. Those types of things that they learn, it may not even mean no every time. It just means no this time. You know, so. Correct. So we're leaving the tree. That means, hey, we're done treeing. You know, no more treeing. It's time Regardless to of the situation, the command is you're listening to me now. You're stopping what you're doing. Right. Yep. I'm telling you no. Pay attention. Yeah. So how's that going with that little Brittany pup? You got that uh, no command down, No buddy? does not always mean no with her. <laughs> I got a little she story about no win. does not mean no. So she has started, which I've got to work on no. Um, yeah. It was cute. At one point. Um, so she's learned she can jump out of my truck. Oh out of boy. the window. Oh, so wow. when I stop, she's out of the truck on the ground, which I don't care. I'm up in the woods, you know? Right. And so it's, it's like, ah, oh, she got out. She wanted out with me. Right. Um, but apparently when my wife takes her to drop off the kids at school, <gasps> this, this has not happened. It happened at home. Oh, but man. I've already mentally, like, she's like, yeah, Sadie's jumping out of, the, out of my, uh, my, my Explorer. Weird. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to, know what to say about that. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. Maybe daddy's happened. a bad influence in the woods. I don't know. But so I just mentally got this thing that she's going to take him to school and that Sadie's just going to be like, pew. <laughs> like, hey. Oh, man. So it hasn't happened at school. But, that would be um, the worst thing to ever happen at a. Can you imagine a schoolyard dropping a bunch of kids off and your little puppy gets out? Oh, she's just like, hey, over here. Hey, I mean, she'd probably come. I, I, I think she'd. She would. Maybe. She'd just want to go. She'd just go with the kids. She'd walk over there and stand by the kids and be like, cool, what are we doing? She'd probably run into school. And <laughs> would. Get any birds in here? Any birds? Any birds? Any birds? <laughs> She's just looking for a bird. I'm just checking for right. birds. Um, so, so you get with a truck dog. Yeah. yeah. The, she yeah. is my truck dog. But So I've got to figure out how no means no when I say don't jump out of my truck. I, uh, we're going to have to learn. She's going to have to learn the door opens. And I haven't fully prepared myself for that lesson, but um, I think I think I will communicate decently with her about the lesson, <laughs> and she'll learn what no means no. But does she anyways, wait, that, like wait that? or back or like I tell mine to stand? Right. Yeah. Just make it a game. You know what we do with our 
we have a lot of people that keep their dogs in their house with them. And yeah. when the UPS guy drops off the package and they open the door, the dog wants to bolt out. So we just break it down and have a little, like, hey, when you come to the door, you have a stop command, a wait command at the door. The door opens, and then I invite you out. And you just have a little process there. Man, you just you just add a little process to your truck thing, and you'll be good to go. She'll yeah. she'll figure it out real quick. But and I see, think that's I, a big one. And 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 I and I can't blame her entirely because no, that's your I fault. Have, I have, it is my <laughs> entirely, fault. you can't blame her at all. What are you talking about? I'm not taking the full blame here, man. I'm sorry. I just I'm not. Oh, well, you let her like jump that. out of the truck a hundred times. She's gonna jump out. Blame blame it on me. I don't care. <laughs> but that's exactly it. Is she is reading me. And she wants to be with me. And so we get out and the dogs are running a track and we get out here and I'm walking the road and looking for right. whatever. And so she's really feeding off of me. Yes. And I've just let her because she's in tune with me. She's, a, she's such a different dog. Right. You know, that, that she's just like, and, and all she wants to do is look for a bird. I mean, that's all she wants to freaking do. It's like, is there a bird over here? Is there a bird over there? I, and so I open the door and I just leave my, I normally leave my truck door open or whatever. And she just hops out. Right. And so when I close the door, she's like, Hey, you know, so I got to, that is just one thing that I've like, yep. I've got one more I've step. Got, yeah. I've got to train that step that even if I leave my door open and maybe she'll just bark at me or something like, Hey, can I come? I'll be like, Hey, come, you know, but I got to right. figure out that, um, that I'm releasing her, not, yes. not her. So yeah, you know, not escaping. you know what you want to do. Uh, yeah. She, I had a buddy that, that, He's trained all of his short hairs just to kind of put their paws on like the door handle that like the rest and then yeah. kind of look out the window. Well, the one pup went and did it the other day and he had the window about a quarter. Well, he was on his ranch and he took a turn and the pup decided it was gonna jump and it fractured her hip. Oh really? So yeah, it's just like, oh, he's like, I, I knew I shouldn't have had her up there, but she thought she could put her hands her paws up on the window. And he's like, I didn't recognize it, and boom, away she went. <laughs> so oh. in, don't in let that truck, one like, happen to you. you like know? in the truck? Yeah, they were in the truck, and he lets the dogs on the ranch. It's just like, hey, we're gonna go check the cattle or whatever, you know? Yeah. Go check on, change the water. And so all the all the older dogs have learned to just stick their head out the window and just kind of. Eh. Well, I guess this pup was trying to do what the older dogs were doing, but she got her paws up on the window. So when they went around the corner, she just lost her balance and out lost she went. Front foot and flipped out. Yeah, it was a hairline fracture. She'll be fine, but just little things like that. You hear all these stories and you're like, oh man, it's not worth <laughs> letting a, her jump out. I had a dog that was rigging, same kind of story, but it was on a flatbed and wasn't tied off. And the dog was just reaching out over the edge. Yeah. And I took a, a turn. Well, there was a, a embankment in that dog. When a dog loses its balance, it normally just jumps. Jumps. Right? Yep. So it's not like, oh, I'm just going to tuck and roll. It's like, Badoo! and so it took off and jumped off this 10-foot embankment and just disappeared in the brush. And I, mean, wow. I had another dog just wide-eyed, like, holy crap, there goes Della. She's gone. She's, She's dead. Gone. She's dead, Dad. And uh, But the same type of thing. Lost her balance and jumped. And uh, sometimes it's like, if you can get those those lessons early in life when they don't get hurt, you know, not, not, not young enough that their bones are not solid. Yeah. That's dangerous. Right. But, um, yeah, same, same deal. Um, but yeah, their instinct is, is, well, they, they crunch up at first and then they decide <laughs> for whatever reason, yeah. it's like they hit the bail button, <laughs> full commit. That's what, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, it's a full commit. It's like, I don't know why, but it's like, they think that's going to be the answer. It's like, you're going right. to fly or something. I don't know. 
But um, anyways, I get, I get, maybe I laugh when I shouldn't laugh, but uh, for yeah. whatever reason, why a dog full commits when it when it loses its balance, I don't know. I I have not yet to figure that out. Well, those are my two biggest ones. I think, and we were talking like we were talking before the podcast is everybody has a different way of training. They have a different way of doing things. Uh, just because I have my way doesn't mean it's the best way or the only way. You know, it's just what I've found that's worked for me. And, yeah. you know, I think that's important for people to realize is you get, you could, I think at the end, we all want a dog that does truck to tree and he's a badass and does it all. And, you know, but does that mean that, that I, that there's only one way to do that? Heck no, there's a hundred different ways to do it. Absolutely. I think, I think Buddy, you know, wants to make that, that, that's, yeah, it's super yeah, I, impor- it's super important to realize that just because I, Jared Moss trains one way doesn't mean Delmar Smith doesn't train a different way doesn't mean you know Ben Garcia doesn't train a different way. I, I when I went across the country and went and worked with all these different guys, everybody has their style, everybody has their method, and yeah. you can boil. There's there's some underlying principles that kind of go across everything. You know, like teaching a dog to come. Yeah, there's a hundred different ways you could teach him to come, but we all want him to come. There's a hundred different ways to get a dog in the truck, but we still all want him in the truck so we can go hunting. So, and I think what you're, you're touching on is I've gotten some feedback, not a ton, but that was like, I don't want to say critical, but it was almost like, Hey, if, if for some reason we were, if, if Jason told you (laughs) that you're a shitty trainer because you don't have X, Y, and Z, I'm going to apologize for, for that. Cause uh, you know, that's just not right. Jason, you shouldn't be telling people. No, but if if people are thinking that that they're if they're listening to this and thinking, oh, they just want to be the experts, they just want to, like, I really don't care. Like, I'm not here. I, we, we've had a policy at W for a long time. It's like no dog deals, and and we don't train dogs. And this podcast is kind of pushing the limits on the training part, and and it's been a methodical change. I mean, I'm not going to say that that we haven't thought about it. It's just a. a a step of okay, we need to help where we can, and sometimes just saying, "Hey, we don't train. I don't. I don't deal with training. I I, I sell the electronics. The training is off limits. That's just not going to work in our model that we have going here. So we've had to talk about some training and some th- things, and it's a dangerous topic because people get their feelings hurt. People think, you know, oh, that's not the way I do it. Like, th- and that's true, very true. If you're listening to this and going, well, that's not the way I do it. I'm happy for you. I, I let's do a podcast on how you do it. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about it. Let's, 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 if you have something like that, that you want to bring forward, I'm absolutely open. You know, all I want to do is provoke thought on what yeah, your methods are in place, you know, to just have a general conversation by all means. I'm no professional trainer. You can ask any one of my old buddies. They'll tell you it's just, yeah. it's a gathering place where we can all talk about it and, yeah. And I think Buddy's hit the nail on the head, you know. He's going to bring in some other guests. If you want to know how to teach a dog to rig bobcats, yeah, Jared's not your guy, right? So Buddy's going to go get this other guy that can do that in his sleep. I mean, that's that's what the, the whole right. that's the whole point, right? Yeah. So if you know somebody or you have some good advice or good input, man, reach out to us and say, hey, I'd like to do a bobcat or a, a, a podcast. And, and talk about this topic or whatever, or if you can bring some value for somebody, this is a platform. This is, I don't say this is the people's platform, but like, <laughs> this is not just my speaker. And I've tried, you know, to make sure that I'm not on every podcast. 
if you want the truth, I don't listen to every podcast that comes on the W. I'm like, it's probably not a good, you know what I mean? I should, I, I should just be like a, a party man. Be like, oh, it's the best podcast out there ever. The truth is, is I don't listen to everyone. They're not all my cup of tea. You know, some of them are good. I listen to you when I get out in the woods. But if you have something that you disagree with, man, let's, let's shoot a, a podcast and, and let's talk about the differences. And, and so anyways, I wanted to make sure that we touched on that, that if, if for some reason people are thinking that we're trying to be these experts or whatever, man, far from it from me. Jason, <laughs> I can't I can't speak for Jason. No, Jason far, far, want, far He wants it. to be right there from the, the expert. But. Yeah. Well, the, the minute you think you know it all, you don't. So it's just that simple, right? I mean, yeah. even if you're doing this for a living, even if you're training dogs for a living, you're always learning. You always got to be learning. You always got to be trying to do something a little bit better figure out something a little easier and not every dog's the same so to say that you can yeah we have a method here at best gun dogs but to say that that method the method is allowing us to to train in a way that that help the dog and some dogs we got to help in a little different way some dogs are a little shyer some dogs a little more bold you know so it's, it's a method and there's a system to it to make it simple for the dog but you also have to know where the dog is in that system. And you always got to be learning. You always got to be trying to get a little bit better. Real quick, what's your thoughts when we talk about recall? Um, what's your thoughts on using the e-collar on your recall command? I think it's awesome. It's a great, t- it's a tool, right? So I teach the puppies with the kibble and I start small. And then I use a little bit of a long line, a little paracord line. And I help them if they start getting that four to six month mark and they start like, nah, I don't want to come to the truck right now. Okay, cool. I got this little paracord clipped onto you already because I know we're having this issue. And I'll use the paracord to help them come in. And then I put them on the long line and I teach everything. I teach that dog to come to me when it's called. And then when I add the long line, I have the e-caller as another tool to do that. I, I think people mess up if they don't have something, a step between puppy and e-caller. If you have a if you don't have a step in there and then you get a hang up, you don't have anywhere to fall back to to rebuild that dog's confidence. Okay. So today, for example, I have a seven month old who's been doing recall really really well, and I told him to come to the truck and he gave me the bird, and I had the e collar on him and I nicked him the first time and he gave me the bird and I nicked him the second time a little bit went from three to five and he gave me the bird and so I held five down for I don't know six seconds. And he finally started moving towards me and he got the message. And once I do that two or three times with that dog, never, I mean, it's like they go, oh, I got it. They fi- it's like that training is finally solidified in their mind. When he yeah. says here, by golly, he really means it, you know. Yeah. But if in that scenario, if that dog would have got real confused, I could have went back to the long line, rebuild his confidence up, and then gone back to the e-collar and just had somewhere... Something for him to rebuild on. Because if you have this big gap, if I just went from a puppy thing to kibble and then I throw the e-collar on and start lighting him up, that's where you're going to get your issues. Yeah. And then to circle around on me getting on the dog box, I start with, uh, with a little piece of hot dog or kibble or whatever. And it's up, up. And I feed him on the top of the dog box. And I'm like, okay, come down. And I'll come down. And I play a game, you know, so... So my dogs, and it's easy when you got older dogs that do it, you know, the, the dogs that will do it naturally. Monkey see, then, monkey do. Yeah, exactly. Monkey see, monkey do. And, and, and so that's, 
that's where I start. And then I go to the e-collar to reinforce, you know, so when I'm in the woods, I don't have that hot dog or kibble or whatever it is. Um, and, and on that, you got to be careful because young dogs, you don't want jumping. You know what I mean? There's definitely having too young of a puppy jump up and, and down out of a dog box can be kind of dangerous for their joints and stuff. So, um, I don't want to, you know, don't, don't take your four month or three month old puppy and start working on dog box work because jumping up and jumping down is not healthy for them. Um, and then one last trip tip for that, if somebody's really wanting to play with that is find a bank, find something that a tailgate is pretty dang high for a dog to jump up. So I like to cut that down. Um, you know, they have a little rock pile or something in my house. I'll back up to that rock pile. And so they're only jumping up a foot and a half to get on the tailgate. Um, I like doing that even for my old dogs if I can. If I go out hunting, you know, I'll come back and I'll back up to that rock pile. And so I like having a rock pile right where I load and unload so that when they're really tired and the old ones, it's like, man, they just, you know, they're not jumping down three, four feet or whatever the, the tailgate is. So a couple points on that, like I said. So no recall in my recall is is essentially, you know, trained when I'm in inside my truck or around my truck that that my recalls normally go to my dog box. Like that's that's that they don't come to my feet or anything like that. I don't I don't want them at my feet. I want them on top of my dog box. And then I can call them down off the dog box if I want. So cool. I I Jason. really like that trick or treat trick or treat training, I call it that. It's a real good way to start stuff. And then you yeah. have to get to where you solidify your training, right? At a certain point you have to pull away from the trick or treats and solidify it. You got to get flip the bird. Like until then, they're just doing good, and I feel like that's why you. I hear it a lot. While this dog's broke, I don't need a TT fifteen. Okay, that's great, but the one time that he flips you the bird and gets away with it, those little things turn into big things. Like having a constant reinforcement until it's, I mean, solidified, and then some. Any moment they could get away with it, and, and if you don't think a dog's smart enough to know that one time they get away with it, yeah, you're in for a rough haul. Yeah, no ways. All right, let's wrap this one up.